Hey everyone, this is Monica. Welcome to episode number two, That Makes Sense. So today we're going to talk about um, addiction. I looked at the definition, um, I just Googled it, and it said the fact or condition of being addicted to a particular substance, thing, or activity. And it got me to thinking about this morning because I didn't have waffles. So since January, I have been eating two waffles every single day. One waffle gets a teaspoon of peanut butter. The other waffle gets a teaspoon of um, sugar-free syrup. And I've been eating that every single day because in January, I I was on it. I did a, like a macro diet. Um, a personal trainer created a diet for me um, just so I could up my protein and just learn how to eat better than I was eating. And so waffles was on that list and I denied myself waffles for like ever. I love waffles and I love pancakes and um, that's another podcast of when we deny ourselves food, but I have been eating those every single day and then I have a protein shake and I didn't have any waffles and I had actually went to the store earlier specifically to get waffles and come home with things to make chai tea and other things but waffles. So that's um, actually pretty typical of me, um, but that's also probably another story. So no waffles. And I thought, I'm really sad I don't have waffles right now. Um, what am I going to eat in place of that? And, you know, just for a minute, I I mean, it's not like I got mad or anything, but my my body wanted waffles. But I I got over that pretty quickly. So that is probably more like a habit um, rather than an addiction Um, because I, you know, had some toast with some peanut butter and it took the place and it was fine. And it's not like waffles make me feel a different way the rest of the day or make me become someone else. I just like how they taste in the moment. And, you know, they that lasts about five minutes. Um, so I wouldn't really call that an addiction, just my opinion. And I have been addicted before this year will be year 10 in October, um, of me being alcohol free, and that will be another podcast. So I'm excited to share that with you, but this definition, a substance, a thing or activity. So, um, It has also been proven that there is a genetic component to addiction, which we've heard that before. And I could kind of go through my family history and definitely know that that's true on both sides of the family, especially with alcohol. Um, And then it went on to say that genes are about half responsible. So that's really kind of like what I just said, but What about personality traits? So this was pretty interesting to me. Number one was the love for excitement. And I am a big check mark on that. I love things that excite me in the moment. Um, Sometimes I'll get something in my head that I really, really want. And I have to ask myself the question if I like the idea of this thing or if I actually want to do this thing or buy this thing. Um, That happens quite a bit. And then I think, man, I love walking into new coffee shops and I love meeting new people. I get so excited just talking to strangers, like in different places. It 
feeds my soul. I enjoy it. I like communicating. I love connecting with people. Um, I don't have a ton of like really close, close friends. I mean, I just have a couple that I actually do things with, but I love acquaintances and just connecting with people and getting to know. I like to know what they do and um, I like to get ideas from them. And it's just something that I really, really enjoy. It kind of sounds like I'm a total extrovert and I'm really not. I'm a good combination of probably both and probably actually mostly introvert, but um, I get to choose when I, um, when I do connect with people. So number one was the love for excitement. Number two, personality trait, impulsivity, making snap decisions without considering long-term consequences. Hello, I checked that box too. What about you? Are you checking these boxes? Um, yeah, so I can be very impulsive, um, but I am a lot better about checking out those long-term consequences from this immediate decision, especially with money. Um, because you know, you can get in that mindset of you only live once and, um, it's just money. I'm going to make some more, but in reality, you have to think about, you have to think long-term, um, because our bodies age and what we think we're going to be always be able to do is just not the case. And plus you never know what could happen. So, um, I'm kind of like on the fence about money. I have gotten better about spending it when I can. And then I am, I used to just not want to spend a dime because of fear. So impulsivity, another personality trait that may be something you have, um, if you are addicted or if you know someone that is, and number three was the inability to quit. And that's pretty like, I mean, that's pretty simple right there. If you can't quit something, um, then it's likely that you might be addicted. And so when I go back to me drinking alcohol, there was like years for a really long time that I didn't want to quit it. So I didn't think I was addicted because if you aren't striving to be better or want to um, not depend on that substance or whatever it is, then you know, then you're not going to think you're addicted. That's just plain as that's just pretty simple right there too. So, and I, until I wanted to quit was when I realized, oh man, you're addicted. You cannot quit drinking. And, um, that's a problem. So what do you do when you have figured out that you can't quit? And that reminded me of being in a group not too long ago with uh, just a group of women. We, um, I can't even remember what we met about, but we, we were all in a room, probably four or five of us, and there was one of um, one of our friends that confessed to us that she was addicted to something. And so um, we were all pretty shocked, um, but we were all very compassionate and empathetic. And I totally, I can relate to, and I can just relate. Everyone else in the room um, had has had not really um, lived that life, but I have, and I understand what it's like um, to depend on something um, for your day. I totally get it. I remember um, you become a manipulator. You become all of these things that you never planned, and you don't know that you are. So, <laughs> that's the thing too. Like if you're addicted, you don't know that you are a manipulator because you're actually manipulating your day. 
um, so that you can do the thing that you depend on to get you through the day. And maybe that's those aren't good words either to get either to get you through because there were days that I was fine. I didn't need it to get me through, but my brain and my body were very used to getting alcohol. And um, so anyway, back to this uh, friend that confessed to us. So after we all left that group, we were all in a group text. And what I really think that we should all work on is when someone, um, me for sure, when someone confesses those things to you or something that big that they have trusted you with to take, um, to hold for them, um, then what do you do next? What do you do? Do you um, do you continue to reach out to that person? Because I don't I don't know about you, but I bet um, bet we're kind of similar. There are some days you share something with someone because you're in that emotional state. You're in, you're just you know you're you're in a different place that day or maybe even that moment, and so you share it. But the next day when you wake up, oh, you're so irritated that you even gave that information and you wish you would have just kept it. Um, you know, and that is our enemy just coming against you, um, to kill cause he kills, steals and destroys, um, coming against you to say, you shouldn't have shared that. You can't trust them. You should have never told them anything. Um, now you should be ashamed. Now you're going to have to hide from them because you don't want to discuss it. And they know this, um, and you know, maybe you don't think that way and maybe it doesn't, your thoughts actually don't go that far, but Really, what do you do when someone gives you some a struggle like this that has taken over their life and they are they're wanting help, they want freedom and they've tried everything. They feel like they have tried everything. But the fact is some of us are just weaker at communicating. We are weaker about discussing our own problems um, because of fear, um, because the fear of change. Actually, I remember that. How am I going to live without this? I've lived with this in my life for so long. Um, so what do you do? What do you do? How can you be that person that is there for the other person? Um, and if that's you that is addicted, how can you continue to reach out? It's a really, just some really good questions that I want us to open up. So if you're on the end and you have received information like that, I think, um, First, I mean, listening is always the best. And I I need to work on that because I usually like to maybe suggest what you should do. Um, and I'm not meaning to. I, I do it with compassion because I understand. But um, listening and, and just maybe asking, is there anything that I can do for you? Can I meet you every week? Um, can I be a sounding board for you? Do you need to call me every day? Do you need me to text you every day? How can I show up for you? Because I want to be that person person because you have given me um, a part of your life to hold and to trust, and I want to show up for you. Um, but that person that has shared it has to be willing to continue. And if they're not, and all they wanted to do was confess, um, and that's it, then, and they've made it clear that... Um, you know, they really didn't need your assistance anymore, then I think that if I think that's your, that's it. That's where you stop. Um, but maybe still reaching out and just, well, not maybe, but still reaching out and just being their friend. Um, 
and holding that space for them and hoping that when you um, meet again, that maybe they bring it up and you can, um, you'll be there for them and definitely praying for them, of course. So if you are, um, if you are the person sharing, then I know that's hard. That is so hard to hate something in your life and want, what just, you want it to be gone. Um, but you also don't want it to be gone. And there's a huge conflict there too. Um, because there's parts of you that still like it because you're addicted and you've learned to live life with it. And it's difficult to put something away that you depend on. And that's where God comes in. Because the thing is, is like, if we are depending on something else to satisfy us, to get us through moments, to, um, to, you know, to go get through our day. And sometimes it's not even to get through your day, but if you, if you're just, if we're depending on something else for our lives, then we're not depending on God. We're, we're not. And you know, it takes me to the scripture of second Corinthians five seventeen. Paul says, he reminds us, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come and the old is gone. And it took me back um, to that moment 10 years ago when I woke up and I was a new creation. Um, And a lot of my old was gone. My desires were gone for drinking, for smoking cigarettes. They were actually gone. But my other old things they were not gone all at once. And so I have and am still learning, um, processing a lot of experiences I have went through in my life. And um, what I do to learn from them um, and just to process them so that my heart can become softer because it still gets hard. It's trig. I have triggers. I have different things that... um, that frustrate me in my life from different experiences. And so what I have to do is I have to constantly go back to one of my personality traits of mine, which I actually am so glad that I have, and that's my love for excitement. And so I'm seeking out things. I seek out new connections, new people, new groups, new um, new running places where I can go. Um I reach out to friends and ask if they want to meet. I need those things, and I know I do, because it's not that I will go back to drinking alcohol. It's just that that feeds my soul, and God made me that way. And I can't wait for someone else to come to me to create my excitement that I am needing. Um, So I have to be the person that does that for myself. It is up to me, and it is up to me to... Um, to meet with God every single day and read his word and know that he is still making me a new creation and be reminded that that old part of me is gone. Um, And sometimes that is really hard, especially when you feel old, old uh, responses coming up or old ways of thinking coming up Um, because it happens. The enemy is always out to kill, steal, and destroy. And if we allow him to get even a foothold in our life, then um, we start believing that everything is okay. And no, I'm not doing what I used to do. I'm not reading like I used to do. I'm not praying like I used to. Um, but I'm, I'm good. I'm doing great. 
Um, cause I've been there too. It's easy to get out of the routine. Um, and because, I mean, we're easily deceived. We are human beings. We are easily deceived. And so the old is gone and the new is here, but it is not all at once. So if you're struggling today, just know that it's not all at once um, and make effort to see what it is that you like, like what makes you happy, what gets you excited about the day um, and start looking at those things and those things that you think won't make you excited, try them out. You're allowed to say, yeah, you know what? I tried that and I don't like it. You're also allowed to like something um, that excites you for a year or a few months and then decide, you know what? I don't really like this anymore because we change. Um, Our interests change. Things that we enjoy change. Things that used to make us laugh, they change. We should always be evolving. That's how God made us. He made us to grow um, up. (laughs) He made us to grow up. And so one more verse, 2 Corinthians 5.20 says, Um, God wants to make his appeal through us. And that took me to another question. I love to ask myself questions when I'm reading. It helps me to retain it. Um, Am I appealing? Am I appealing in my home? Am I appealing when I go to the store? Am I appealing at work? Am I appealing everywhere I go? Because God wants to make an appeal through me. And that doesn't mean, am I smiling all the time? And am I, um, you know, am I... Do I look approachable? Am I appealing to me means, um, am I being kind? Am I showing up for people as much as I can? Am I reaching out and asking people how they are? Am I asking people for forgiveness when I have done wrong? Am I asking God for forgiveness daily? Am I asking God to show me the things inside of me that are not of Him so that I can appeal better? So I can just be more appealing. Um, We never have it all. We're never finished. Um, Sometimes we revert back to our old ways. um, But God is always there every single day to uh, for us to say, oh, man, I really was not very appealing yesterday. So, Lord, forgive me. And maybe I need to reach out to that person, too, um, and just, you know, let them know, gosh, I was terrible yesterday. So please, for you know, please forgive me because that's what God asked us to do. Um, you know, I want to just leave you with another verse and it's Psalm 5110. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. I love this verse. It's on my desk. And um, I always know that I need to be, I need a renewed right spirit within me. Um, because there is always a conflict going on in our head. We want to give people thoughts. We want to keep um, that addiction. We want to keep something else that we depend on um, because maybe of fear. Um, but you have power, love, and a sound mind. And you are able to do hard things. And coming out of an addiction and wanting to quit is tough. And if you've never went through it, then you just don't really know. But it is very, very hard to quit something you have always done, you've always depended on. Um, But you can do all things through Christ. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day.